What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Sintel. Joining you on Before the Hedges and Dog Nation, we're in the Sintel recruiting, uh, I guess, bunker living room here in Annex in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia. It's Wednesday night. It's 8 p.m. Hedges and Dog Nation. Before the Hedges by Kroger. Uh, Time for another edition of Before the Hedges. Brought to you each and every week by our fine partners at Kroger. We've been doing this a lot lately. A lot of loaded shows, a lot of information to cover, a um, lot, of, lot of guys to get to. This one, uh, we're going to do something that we've got an interview with a five-star commitment, the most recent five-star commitment. That's Dayon Bowie. But that's kind of like, um, I guess, the the right hook in a left uppercut combo tonight where we're going straight out the gate with a guy that, he moved up last week into the nation's, excuse me, into dog nation's top target on the top target list. I'm going to sp- spill a surprise right now. He remains number one on the top target list for another week. We're talking about uh, Pope, uh, Pope John Paul II, uh, Catholic defensive back, cornerback, kick returner, wide receiver, playmaker extraordinaire, free safety, Terry on Arnold, Terry on Arnold. Um, we had a chance to talk with him about a week or so ago, right after the Alabama game down there in Tallahassee, Florida. We've got a great interview coming up with uh, Terry and Arnold right now. We're going to cover a lot of subjects, how he feels about Georgia, how he feels about Kirby Smart, what's going on with maybe some full-court press from Georgia recruiting him, including a former five-star uh, recruit that's now a five-star freshman on the Georgia football team reaching out, developing a really close relationship. lot to get to here with Terry and Arnold. I enjoyed talking to him. I think you guys are going to enjoy getting to know him a little bit better too. Four-star All-American priority target, Terry R. Arnold. First question is we're going to ask him something about what he feels like he still hasn't showed yet with his remarkable senior season. Check it out here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. So you haven't put your best performance out there yet. What's missing? What, what have they not seen that you still have levels of your game to show? Uh, they haven't seen as far as me catching the ball in the open field or, or catching the screen pass, like my true speed. Uh, last game when I had a real opportunity to do it, I, I had hurt my growing, so I wasn't able to open up on my strides. But I just haven't had an opportunity where I can make the one cut and just leave everybody. So I had to play like if somebody breaks the ball and I go and hawk them down. So I feel like I haven't really shown how fast I really am. Uh, Terry, uh, what has no All-American Bowl done to your thought process? You said maybe a little bit that maybe you would have done it there if maybe a lot of your boys had done it too and you were feeling it. They're still going to have a commitment show where you can Zoom or broadcast your commitment. Has that changed up your plan at all now? Are you going to go to February now? Have you thought about that at all yet? Um, I think I'm going to go to February now. It, it really did change up my thought process as far as making it a big deal, committing on live TV in front of all those people. But really the commitment didn't really mean anything to me. I really just wanted to go out there and compete with the best of the best and show why I am one of the best of the best. How bad are you hating that? Not getting the chance? Because that's the way your ratings would have spiked. You would have yeah. shut down A, B, C, D. You would have done better than all the other corners. Yeah, of course. Do you feel like this is the world's going to have to wait a little bit to really know how good you are? Um, I don't really feel like they have to wait because, I mean, everybody's been tuned into my senior season, and I've only played four games, and my numbers are ridiculous. The film is ridiculous, and I'm getting better every game. And I feel like uh, as far as the pieces around me and the coaches around me, I really have an opportunity to do something special with the team, which is make a deep playoff run. What do you hope people say about Terry and Arnold that senior year? What do you still got to – what's the chapters you still got to fill in? What do you What do you want in legacy when I leave here? Um, one word that would come to mind is spectacular. I mean, anytime the ball came in my hands or uh, anytime I was stepping on the field, you were witnessing the show. T, how far away uh, is the top five? Are you going down to a top five drop? Or what, oh, yes, sir. What's the next moves here for you? Uh, definitely top five. I would say it's, it's not that far away. I could really drop it at any moment in time now. But uh, I would say I'm kind of waiting to getting around playoffs to drop it. Remember how Michael Jordan used to say, there's somebody in those stands that have never seen me before, so I give my effort for them. The one time they see me, they can go back and say, this is what this dude's all about as an athlete. What's that answer for you? Uh, well, actually, I've gotten a lot of messages from Childs, uh, different people like that. 
got a lot of new people are going to be at the game. So that's definitely one of the reasons. Uh, as far as high school and just leaving the legacy that I'm trying to re leave, it's a lot of people coming to the game that haven't seen me play. And really, at the end of the day, it's not really about that, but it's really playing sound football and doing what's best for me. Uh, not doing but what's best for me, but doing what's best for my team and my guys. But uh, one, one thing that really stood out to me was one of the uh, child's cheerleaders. Um, they texted me and they said that their 60-year-old grandpa is coming to see me play. He's a huge fan of Georgia and he wants to see what all the hype is about. So that's one thing going into mind that's been motivating me. Wow, that's an interesting little nugget right there. Yes, sir. Communication this week with Georgia. Did you talk to Kirby or did you talk to Coach Warren at all this week? Yes, sir. I talked to Coach Warren yesterday and I actually talked to Kirby yesterday. What was that like? Can you give us highlights of what that was like? Uh, they were watching the film. They was like, go out there and do what you do and go out there and kill it. And then uh, Kirby, he was talking to me about um, my teammates, Samads, and uh, he was talking about my little brother, Leon. He was actually talking about all three of them right there. Uh, me, Leon, Samaj, and Vic. He was like, I just got to go out there and lead because he know those guys are going to have my back And at the end of the day. And he was actually wishing Leon a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. What is, what's the current communication with, with Georgia? Uh, it's really been like full-out pressure. Like as far as the players DMing me, um, I had a conference call with Kirby the other day as just far as seeing me, uh, where to see me play at and the right fits for the system and just the impact I can have right away. And uh, actually, me and Keeley have been building a pretty uh, strong relationship. Is anybody Birthday. recruiting you right now the Happy way Birthday. Georgia is? I'm not saying it's better, but it's definitely unique, right? Yes, sir. It's very unique. It's very, anybody very unique. And then Kirby only been three minutes is, away. I mean, everything we talk it's about is it's relatable. Right? Like, yes, it's very unique. It's very strong. And then Kirby only been three minutes on the weekends, what they're able to do. And he kind of portrays it. And he knows what high school football is like down here. Have all these schools basically shown you everything? There's nothing they're going to show you in the next two months that's going to make up your mind or change your mind, right? No, sir. Not really. So what's it going to come down to? Uh, I would feel like it's really just going to come down to what the Lord puts in my heart. I mean, right now I've been like going off of feelings and emotions, but you can't really make business decisions, business decisions off of feelings and emotions. So I just feel like when the time comes for God to put it in my heart, then I'll know. Um, have you had it in your heart yet? Have you had it in your mind? And it, Everybody tells me I'm close, but then I change the channel. That's what everybody says. Like, have you ever gotten to that point where it's that school and it's been that school for two weeks or a week? I've gotten like close in my gut feeling, but like I've never had like that feeling in my heart yet where like my my heart just goes like this is the one or this is the right one for me I haven't had that yet you think you're going to get visits at all I know you're holding out to maybe January February I don't know if you'll get visits do you think you'll get visits at all um maybe but at the end of the day I mean uh, like I was talking to my grandfather the other day these uh, not having visits have really saved a lot of people because I mean you really just have to make a business decision and when you go on visits obviously they show you how they plan to use you and uh, what the structure is around you, but at the same time, it's a lot of hype. So, I mean, if we get them, that's great. But if not, then it's really it'll just be a business decision. Is it? Do you already know what what would be the reason it would be Georgia? Um, if it was Georgia today, it would it'll be my relationship with uh, Coach Smart. Obviously, hands on with the DB coaches, uh, Coach Warren, the way that the staff reaches out, and uh, just the atmosphere that I'm feeling around them. Like with Nims being there, Brock being there, went fishing with those guys, and it just kind of being in Athens kind of reminds me of Tallahassee. So if it was Georgia, it, it, it would be that. What was your genuine reaction to Mims? Did you know? I know Brock had been telling guys he's on lock for a while now. Um, but. um. I, I kind of knew, but at the same time, it was like, okay, if he doesn't go to Georgia, he's going to Tennessee. But I kind of knew he was a Georgia lot. Yeah. You know, I, I always try to be fair here. I hear a lot about Florida. I hear a lot about Alabama. That's a lot of chatter. Is that real chatter? I mean, what other schools is it? What other schools do you? It's probably. I don't want you to name your five, but like, how long is it? Are you at ten and you're going down to five? I mean, what other schools are are just really burning you up right now? Um. Uh, definitely Alabama. They they recruit me pretty heavy. Uh, Florida, A uh, and M, even schools that aren't in my uh, top schools list are still recruiting me. I, I just got an offer from South Carolina this week, so uh, I mean it's not over yet, and I'm still not really exploring my options, but still seeing what's the uh, best best place for me to land. Wanted to ask about the Alabama game. What was your, your view of that? Not the Alabama just had playmakers at receivers. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts there? Um, my thoughts were uh, uh, Georgia was in the right game plan, but uh, as far as Alabama with the receivers, it was just man-to-man -man matchup. And, uh, Alabama beating them man-to-man. But uh, those games early like that, like I was uh, telling my little brother, uh, you can't really determine it off of games like that because nine times out of ten, they'll see each other again in the SEC championship. Terry on Arnold, thanks for a couple good minutes. We got a guest interviewer here. We got to give a shout out here to Leon Washington. 
Washington as well. Uh, debut. Yes, sir. Interview and everything on his on his brother. Hey, Terry, I always appreciate your time. I and mean, we look forward to seeing you tonight. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? I think we're back um, from before the hedges on uh, dognation.com. Uh, what do you what do you think about that Terry and Arnold interview? I thought that was quite interesting. A lot of things that you <clears throat> what stuck in everybody's mind the most one. Uh, the relationship with Kirby Smart stuck out with me. Did you hear what he said about one of the cheerleaders from the opposing school they faced? That was the game I saw. Childs, that was not this past Friday, but the previous Friday. One of the cheerleaders from Childs, that's the 7A school, when Darren Arnold basically went off, I think, 10 tackles, two picks, uh, four touchdown saving tackles. He had a walk-off pick six. He had a two two-point conversions. He had about 70 yards receiving. Uh, really strong night, and it was funny how the, one of the cheerleaders for Childs, their, she, she told him that her grandfather was a huge Georgia fan, and that was why he wanted – one of the reasons why he wanted to show out because he knew that there was a, somebody that said, I've heard a lot of hype from you as a Georgia uh, – as a Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs supporter, and he wanted to see what all the fuss was about, and certainly Terry and Arnold delivered right there. Very interesting interview. A lot of the things he said about getting to know Keely Ringo, what he knew about Air Marius Mims and Brock Vandegrift. Uh, sounds like there's a very strong uh, relationship, recruiting pitch being crafted right there by the University of Georgia. Now, let's be real. I still think, still think Alabama is a major factor for him, especially after Sage Ryan, the five-star safety, the number one safety in the country, um, chose LSU, home state LSU, uh, this week, this past week, and a move that has kind of some repercussions, I think, for the eventual Mason Smith decision, uh, but at least has some has has some effects on that decision, I would say. But you look at that, Sage Ryan is now, when he was projected to go to Alabama, now he stays at home and go, goes to play for LSU. That keeps Alabama a legit commit contender for Terry and Arnold. And also there's the home state Gators as well. He also mentioned Texas A&M. But there was a lot of thoughts on his mind uh, about the Georgia Bulldogs we got to convey there. Said he would look to drop his top five sometime in the playoffs. That's the first major entree of our show tonight. And that was on Terry and Arnold. You got a question, anything that sparked a question or germinated a question in your mind about Terry and Arnold, feel free to drop it in the chats below. I'm watching Facebook. I'm watching YouTube right now. Here on Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. But now the second half of our double billing of Good Dog Nation 101s recently we picked up. How about a good chat with Dayon Bowie? That's the recent five-star commitment out of Bainbridge. That's Kirby Smart's hometown, Nick Williams' hometown. Dayon Bowie, they call him Smoke. Here's some smoke signals right now with Mr. Bowie. Yes, it's been hard because you had had a chance to make sure with visits or checking out with other schools. What 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 makes this Georgia for you? It's just really family, really. Uh, like Nick Williams, I talk to him like every day, like hours of the day. He's just building that family, and we got a bond, and I don't want to break, so we're gonna keep it going. How would they, how did they react to it? Well, I told uh, Coach Nick and uh, Coach Warren, the DB coach. And their reaction was, well, their reaction was excited, uh, had me excited. I didn't know how they were going to react to it, so it's a good reaction. What was their reaction? What was it? They were like, yes, they hyped, and they were like ready to, like, to blow it up and tell it, you know, the reporters and stuff. Does, um, well, you're doing this for a special reason, your mom's birthday. Yes, sir. Take me through what was important about that, to not just make the moment about yourself. Because um, around this time last year, well, my freshman year, I told her before my 11th grade, I'm gonna commit somewhere on your birthday. And after we won state, and I told her, I told her that again. I was like, Mom, Georgia just dropped the offer, and that's my dream school since a kid. So I can't turn it down. I'm gonna just stay home in Georgia. If I would have asked you honestly, and we would have kept it in, in a in a in a vault, like a time capsule. When he offered you, when you got that offer right after that championship game, were you likely going to go to Georgia then? Was it almost a done deal, or what did you still need to see, or maybe get a little bit older well, to make sure what your feeling was real? Well, like I was just a freshman, so I wasn't like just knowing like they was going to take me then and there because people talk and can't just let it get to your head. So I was thinking like I'm young, I'm gonna just wait it out and see how how much they're going to contact me. 
And ever since then, it's just been on a daily. Can you, in your own words, share why your mom has meant so much to you and why you want to honor her on this day? Because, like, when no one there, she there. And she encouraged me every day. And just, she pushed me to do what I got to do. And don't be doing stuff you don't have to be doing. So, you know, parents and moms are great when everything's going right. You yeah. had a blessed career so far athletically, even with the knee. How's your mom been there for you during these valleys, I guess? Because I know you're not superhuman. You probably wish you could be playing, and you probably were a little bummed out by this. Like, uh, when I first got out of surgery, she was there, like, to bathe me, like, shower me, and stuff like that. And she said, like, when I get back on my feet, just know what you got to do. Don't force yourself, don't push yourself. Just stick to the pace and listen to your training. Ever since then, I've just been. How did it happen and what did it feel like? Did you know it? Did you hear pop? Um, You've heard those stories of athletes before. Like, um, like, I had broke on a corner route and I had went up and caught the ball. And, like, when I came down, I, don't think, I heard it like pop, but, like, people were saying it was the cleats. Like, our cleats hit. And like, I was just rolling, I felt my legs stinging. I was like, ah, it's just, I tried to get up. And I, I was like, I couldn't get up. Then it started swelling up. And I was like, I knew it was something. What about your hairstyle? Everybody's uh, got their individual flair. I mean, I, that's not the hairstyle you were rocking as a freshman. I know that. No, no, sir. What, what's up with this? Um, I'm trying to get dreads because I like, I like my hair, like hang out my helmet. Um, it ain't really too much about the hairstyle. It just formed like this. Right now, I'm probably gonna cut it. Oh yeah. Well, speaking long terms, I think the program will be be there for me because we're from the same hometown and from no, they really know where I come from and I know where they come from. So that's why. Any chance of a flip here? Any chance of you changing your mind? People wonder about that when guys go early like this, especially during COVID. Are there is there any chances of you having a different decision? No, sir. Why? It's just the connection with me and the coaches. It's just so strong. I don't think nobody can break it right now. What type of player is the University of Georgia getting in Dayon Bowie? How would you describe it? What, what type of dude are they getting? A dude that's going to be ready to eat. That's how I put it. What are your thoughts about the 2022 class? Are you going to be like NGK now? Are you going to be going after guys? I mean, Yes, sir. What, what do you think is possible with the 2022 22 class? I think uh, me and Marquise, we're going to pull some of the top guys out of our class to come to Georgia with us. And so that we pulling for. So. What was his reaction? He, he said, hey, he kind of knew, didn't he? Well, well yes, yeah, so he liked the first one. He liked yeah. the first one. When did you let him know? Like when he committed, he was like, man, come on, man, what you waiting on? Me and Kawan, him and Kawan, like, what you ain't on? Just keep saying that. I'm like, man, I'm just waiting. Taking my time. I ain't trying to rush it. Then we just kept talking about it, just kept talking about it, and just happened. My last question. When did you know? When did you absolutely know? Put your finger on it. Done deal. When did you absolutely know? What was your reason? Uh, I think uh, in October. Well, in September, I think I went. I went out there one weekend in September. Me, Marquise, Sam, Tyree, all us went out there, and it just ever since then, just felt like home. Felt like Smoke, appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that was Dayon Bowie out of uh, Bainbridge High School. That's the same area that produced same hometown, same high school that produced Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's 1993 team was one of the one of four or five, I believe, only the four or five region champions there for the Bainbridge Bearcats. Got a chance to chat with him. Now, I want to see how much you guys were paying attention. Did you hear the last maybe answer in that Q&A interview with Dayon Bowie? I asked him when he knew, when he felt like he knew he was going to go to Georgia. He said back in September when he took, they took one of those kind of low-key, down-low visits to the University of Georgia. He mentioned a few names in there. One of those names he mentioned was uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew. Another name was Sam Mbake. Uh, that's the talented Brookwood wide receiver as well. He also mentioned Tyree West. That's the guy we've written about dog about on Dog Nation recently uh, from Tift uh, County High School. Those guys made one of their own independent, on their own trips to check out Athens together. There you have the 2022 class kind of doing their own thing. 
coming together, checking out Athens when no visits are allowed during the pandemic and during COVID-19, especially via NCAA rules. But recruits can go up there on their own. They can walk around campus. They can soak in a game day. They can even buy a ticket and watch a game from the stadium if that was their heart's delight as well. So very interesting, great things going there for Georgia in the 2022 class. You guys just joined us. You missed a really good seven-minute interview, I thought, with uh, Terry and Arnold. Uh, that's the priority defensive back target out of uh, Pope John Pope John Pope John Paul II Catholic in Tallahassee. Um, funny little nugget right there. If, if if this doesn't strike me as odd, things that a recruiting reporter will notice. Um, Terry and Arnold's high school uh, is located on Terrebonne Drive in Tallahassee, Florida. Beautiful high school, uh, really small campus, Catholic parochial school. But Terrebonne Drive, and that triggered something. Now, if, if you know what I'm talking about, drop it in right now. I'll give you about a couple of seconds to see if you can catch the irony that I do. But Terrebonne Drive, that's the name of the street which uh, Terry and Arnold's high school is located on. And there's another priority target for Georgia in the 2021 class by the name of Mason Smith, who plays for Terrebonne High School. In, in Louisiana, Huma, Louisiana. First of all, home of Louisiana, excuse me. First of all, what are the odds of that? I mean, really, two guys, one in Louisiana, one in Florida, both being recruited heavily by Georgia, both priority targets. One of them's high school and one of them's street name are both the same. I kind of found that was, you know, it's probably not a one in 50,000 or one in 10,000 shot or anything like that, but definitely 100 to 201 odds that there would be that sort of Ironic coincidence in the 2021 class, especially for the for the Georgia recruiting priorities for the remainder of the 2021 cycle. Uh, one other thing to bring up about the interview earlier this this earlier in the show with Terry and Arnold, T or T2, T as he's called around the, the Panthers locker room and around that program. We will rerun that Terry and Arnold interview at the end of this show. Uh, maybe there's some audio difficulties in there, so we want to make sure you guys get a chance to see and view and hear the entire thing. And at the end of our show, when I normally say goodbye, see you later, we will we will rerun that at the end of our program for tonight. All right, off to a rousing start. We've already shown you about two of the best DBs we possibly can, exclusive interviews with both of those guys right there. Um, brought to you by everybody. Kroger, Kroger, you got to go Krogering. I remember that verb growing up. I was Krogering just yesterday. I had my Dog Nation mask on. I went in of all things to get something for my protein shakes um, that I have every morning. But I was running low. You know, Kroger's got almond milk. It's got coconut almond milk. It's got, you know, the organic milk. It's got uh, oat milk. Got every kind of milk imaginable. Coconut milk um, for everybody's protein shakes and everything else like that. But for everything else you want to learn about Kroger, you want to check out uh, your local neighborhood Kroger, there's a special message from Kroger right now. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. Did you see that notice about free curbside pickup? Did you see that friendly neighborhood Kroger produce man? Did you hear the soft, silky smooth tones of Brandon Adams over it all? Uh, that's another message, what we show every week. Uh, Kroger, always thankful for that partnership. Guys, remember, if you want to get before the hedges on your own, you can get it on your own podcast. Uh, you can find it on the Apple podcast platform. It can be on SoundCloud. It can be on Spotify. You can catch it on Facebook as well. You can also catch it on YouTube as well. Lots of different ways for you guys to get your Before the Hedges fix every week. Cocktail party this weekend. Um, huge, huge game. Very big game. Obviously, nobody doesn't meet, need me to say that. A couple quick thoughts I'll share. is You, you, you heard the reports tonight about the, the team meeting that happened. Uh, it was kind of spearheaded by Monty Rice, kind of getting the young guys involved, the young guys that will step up for a lot of places in the defense. Folks, I will remind you that Georgia as a whole has a more talented team than Florida. 
I think uh, Georgia will be helped by trying to slow down and stop Florida. This year, everybody knows that Kadarius Toney is back, the explosive playmaker. I think he's in anybody's, by anybody's measure, one of the top 10, top 15 wide receivers in the country. Uh, Georgia, he wasn't on the field last year. I think he had one carry for zero yards. But uh, Georgia will have Tyson Campbell back as well for this game as well. Tyson, if you guys remember, will remember, didn't come back until the Missouri game last year. So he will be on the field for his second Georgia-Florida game. A Florida native, obviously, out of the uh, um, out of the American Heritage Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, that will be a big game for Tyson Campbell, obviously, as well. I also want to bring up two quick stacks. One of them is 79. That's the fourth down percentage for offenses against the Florida defense. That's pretty high. I think it's seven out of nine through four games. The other one to pay attention to is Florida's defense. Everybody knows about third and Grantham. It is still a real thing in 2020, not even COVID-19 and a pandemic can stop that. Uh, opposing offenses in the SEC have converted 49.6% of their third down attempts against Florida. So once again, it is very hard for a Todd Grantham-led unit to get off the field um, in the SEC. A couple things to pay attention to there. Let's pull up our some of our normal table stakes for our show each and every week. Let's take a look at the top targets. I've already teased you and told you that the top target this week uh, has not changed from last week. That was our one-on-one uh, -on -one interview guest tonight, uh, Terry and Arnold out of Tallahassee, Florida. Got a new name at number eight, and I just want to just drop this in there, get this into everybody's stream of consciousness. This is three-star wide receiver Malik McCain out of IMG Academy. Now, he's a Mobile native that's playing his senior season at IMG. He's currently committed to Florida State. Just a name to watch out for there, uh, obviously, because two of these names off the board on our last week's show on October the 28th, two of those names are gone. One of those was obviously Amari Daniels, who committed to Texas A&M. That wasn't a surprise. Uh, but the other one was Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Georgia got Tyrion Ingram Dawkins added it to the front. So that means we have one less name. There's no longer we can go 10 or 15 because there's certainly not enough room in the board. I think Georgia only has room for maybe five more guys in this class, maybe six if we're stretching it. They already have net. They now have 18 public commitments for this class. Number seven on the top targets list. I'll go down the list. It's Donovan Edwards. He made some recent comments that he had to check out a Georgia game before he made his decision. That will be encouraging for Georgia's continued pursuit of that impressive three down back out of Michigan. Uh, Michigan, you continue to see the Wolverines implode. That can only mean good things for Georgia and Oklahoma, the other teams that are chasing Donovan Edwards there. Uh, number six, Smile Munden Jr. He is supposed to make his decision on November the 18th. He is shut down for the season with a knee injury. Number five, Mason Smith. We mentioned him earlier out of Terrebonne High School in Homa, Louisiana. That's your top – that's five, six, seven, and eight. Number four, Xavier Sori Jr., I look for Xavier Sori to make his decision sometime soon, probably definitely by the end of this month, if not sooner than that. Number three, Nyland Green out of Newton in Covington, Georgia, had another great game recently against on both sides of the ball against Brookwood High School. Uh, number two, he's still number two this week, Corey Foreman out of Corona, California, Centennial High School. Reminder, California high schools are not playing uh, football in the fall. They will play their football in the spring. That's when Brock Bowers, Georgia commit, will get his games in as well. Number one, Terry and Arnold, we mentioned him before. A lot of things to think about there. You learned about the connections with the Georgia program in that interview earlier, earlier this evening. You learned how he feels about Kirby. What would be the biggest reason why he would choose Georgia if at that time he confirmed some strong recruiting interest in uh, pursuit by both Alabama, Florida, Texas A&M, South Carolina also recently offered him. He's having a tremendous season. Uh, those are your top targets. Let's take a quick look at expected decision timelines. That's always a fun feature of our show every week. Xavier Sori, we mentioned that. We can strike the October off that graphic. Um, Shmile Munden Jr., November 18th. Shamar Turner, that's another guy out in Texas. It seems like he's going to come down to the Texas schools there, especially after Georgia landed the commitment of uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Uh, Nyland Green, that's a name that's popped up already in our show. Donovan Edwards as well. Mason Smith. Corey Foreman, 
keeps saying that he's not going to make his uh, decision during the early period. He's not going to enroll early. We would look for that one to go the traditional national signing day. And last little bit there about Terry and Arnold, you heard it for yourselves. Terry and Arnold said that um, the removal of the All-American game, the All-American Bowl, has definitely, I guess, sandbagged any thoughts he had of committing uh, in January or before the traditional November, the traditional, excuse me, national signing day in February. Uh, commitment snapshot. We like sharing that with you guys this week, each and every week. What happened with the commitment snapshot? Let's take a look at that. Uh, there's now 18 Georgia commitments. Eight of those are in state, 10 are out of state. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins made it 18 outside the state. He's from Gaffney, South Carolina. There are 15 Bulldogs that reside within the SEC footprint. There are three that reside outside the SEC footprint. One of those is inside linebacker commitment, Jamon Dumas-Johnson. The other one is junior college cornerback, Dejon Nugget-Warren, and then Brock Bowers. We mentioned him earlier in the program. That's the nation's number three tied in out of California. Georgia remains at number six nationally with the commitment last week of Tyrion Ingram-Dawkins. They have 18 public commits. Uh, none of these, none of these really, none of these numbers really, ch really changed at all in terms of the ratings, um, except the guys at the very bottom. Mims is still the nation's number seven overall recruit. Brock Vandegrift, number thirteen overall. Quick little note about Brock. Uh, Brock is uh, a guy that somebody asked me this week. Um, I forget if it was on the forum or just a question on Twitter or social media, but they asked me, "Okay, Jeff, I see the top targets every week." I want to know, and they had a good question, and we might even install this feature at a later show, but they said, I want to know if you could rank where this stability, this fit, this connection to Georgia, where would these guys rank if you had to put a, if you had to put the current commitments inside a top targets list as well, where essentially they wanted to know if who would be number one if, the top targets could also include commitments because that when that would be need uh, how important they are to the class, that sort of thing. My opinion uh, should shock no one, but the way this season has gone so far, the way things may continue after the season with a couple of quarterbacks, maybe one, maybe two um, not remaining with the program. I'm sure there's wild speculation about that, but for me, the future of the quarterback position is so vital for the university of Georgia, especially getting, that guy that's one of those impact guys, one of those all SCC performers that can steer the offense to 30, 35, 40 points per game. Brock Vandegrift would be my number one choice as the most valued, most important, biggest potential uh, future Bulldog in this 2021 class because the quarterback touches the ball every play. Brock Vandegrift has legs. He has a strong, accurate arm. He's going to be about six, three and a half. So he's going to check all those boxes in terms of you wanted the big arm. You wanted to move. You wanted some more movement skills at quarterback. You wanted a taller quarterback um, with big hands. I think Brock and Vandegrift will accomplish all those needs. Let's kind of scroll down the list. Mims, Vandegrift, Morris, Daniel, Fairchild. Those are your top five highest rated commitments at this time. And you got Bowers, Lavoisier, Carroll, still having a terrific season for IMG Academy. He's a low-key, uh, big-time G-thing recruiter. For this class, Lavasse is also playing for an IMG team that seems to have it all put together. They've had the years where they had Nolan Smith, Xavier Thomas. Um, they've had uh, Isaac Nauta. They've had all the pieces for a national championship run. And it, it's always eluded. And there's one game here or there where they'd lose, which would keep them out of the number one overall national ranking. They just won another big game last week which I think this might be the year that IMG claims that mythical national championship. Jonathan Jefferson, we've already mentioned JDJ out of Maryland. Dawkins shows up right there. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is a new recruit. Uh, Nuggets there, Chaz Chambliss, Kamari Lasseter, also a recent recruit as well. Going on down the line to Jackson Meeks, one of those guys, one of the few guys that saw a recruiting uh, ranking drop uh, in this week's poll. Um, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's the funny. That's the funny notice when someone walks into my kitchen slash living room studio that they're a little loud. Um, that's what's happening when uh, we have to shoot a middle schooler in the Centel household. 
that was your top targets. That was your recruiting snapshot. Hey guys, it's it's life, man. You got kids coming and going. My son's coming back from basketball practice. Uh, his wonderful uh, mother and my wonderful bride had to go make the had to make the go carpool ride to bring him home. Now he's going to come in and probably be very hungry, but that's how it goes. Hopefully, they stopped by Kroger on the way home and got something good to eat. <clears throat> a few more things I want to take a look at right now. Um, this is the part of our show where we kind of show you some tweets, something that uh, stands out to me. I want to I want to pull out um, a few things that we saw this week. Let me get a swig of water first. I guess the first one, maybe I, I would like to point out to maybe some some of the biggest recruiting news I saw over the last week. Let me pull up a call for the uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins commitment tweet. He chose Georgia uh, last Friday, uh, I believe. Yeah, that was on Halloween night, I believe. Um, excuse me, the night before Halloween, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins becomes the Georgia Bulldog. That's the third guy, third really big piece for the replenishment and the re-up of Trey Scott's uh, defensive line front. Another one that strikes me as very important to bring to everyone's attention was Malachi Starks. That's the 2022 five-star out of Jefferson, Georgia. He could be a uh, safety, could be an inside linebacker, uh, great ball skills, great athlete. We wrote about him this summer on Dog Nation. Brilliant, quick twitch athlete. He is a quarterback right now for Jefferson. That team is rolling. Jefferson's blown out some 7A teams. They actually beat Raven County earlier this year. Malachi Starks is playing quarterback for their wing T offense, um, having a terrific junior season as well. Um, I want to pull up. I want I want you to see a couple of tweets right now. The one I want to call for next would be Byron Young. This is a 2021 recruit, Byron Young. He's out of Georgia Military College, no stars, didn't have a senior season, excuse me, a sophomore junior college season. But at Georgia Military, I've been told that he is one of the best all-around prospects they've ever had at GMC. 6'3", 240, I want you to see. He recently got an offer from Georgia. And folks might be wondering, okay, that's <clears> – is <throat> that protection? Is that insurance if Georgia doesn't get a guy like Corey Foreman? Folks, that's not it. LSU's offered him. Auburn's offered him. Uh, the host of schools in the SEC have offered him. He's just that good, about 6'3", 240, very fast off the line. Very quick, very aggressive. I want you to look at this other clip right here. This is how uh, they were allowed to have, I believe, some 60 practices this fall. Uh, they can't have a junior college season, but they were allowed to have some 60 practices. Look at him getting after it on these video clips right here. Byron Young, see him pushing the tackle back, see him making a lot of plays. Byron Young, he is out of South Carolina originally. Um he had to go to GMC. Get this. We're going to write about him sometime soon. But Byron Young was a Juco Flyer tryout. Uh, it's amazing how Georgia – let's say Georgia somehow ends up with Byron Young and they sign Byron Young in this class. First of all, if Georgia signs a junior college prospect, much like Dejan Nugget Warren, or in this instance, Byron Young, these two guys would be junior college walk-ons. Byron Young would actually be a junior college tryout fascinating to see how talent sometimes gets found in the southeastern conference uh the next video tweet i want to pull up is a this is a guy georgia's recruiting in the 2022 class lots of good communication already for big bear alexander big bear alexander you got to love that that's his name we're going to write about him soon on dog nation i know we will but big bear alexander look at him this is a practice drill he is fielding a punt at six, three and a half, 315, 310 pounds. Look at him doing that at the end of practice to keep his guys from running or to end, end the game with end of practice with some lighter conditioning. I uh, love seeing that when a big guy catches punts at the end of a practice. Um, we mentioned another uh, name on our top targets this week, and I wanted to let you know who we're talking about there. This is Malik McCain. This is a um, Florida State commitment. He's a three-star wide receiver. He plays at IMG. Um, he had a recent recent picture tweet of some senior year picks as, an, as one of the ascenders. Had a recent tweet. Um, looks pretty good in gear. Passes the eyeball test. But I want to show you that so I could show you this one from Lavassier Carroll. Lavassier kind of retweeted with it, quote tweeted, 
Mr. Mr. Malik's uh, Malik's excuse me tweet, and um, you can see the message right there talking about a flip right there. Very interesting there out of Malik uh, McLean and Lavoisier Carroll. So you got a chance to see Byron Young. You got to see some video on Byron Young. Big Bear Alexander, the Tyrion Ingram Dawkins commitment edit, and also a vital, vitally important for the 2022 class, Malachi Starks. Uh, he has a top three, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. For young men that's growing up in the Southeast, that's probably about as good as your top three can possibly get in, term, in terms of great recruiting uh, fits uh, right there. So here you go, guys. That's a loaded show. I want to check. I want to take a quick lap around uh, Facebook. Uh, I want to take a quick lap around YouTube to see if you guys have any questions, anything I can answer for you guys um, over the remainder of our program. Uh, let me see. Let me check out Facebook. Everybody having a good night tonight? Everybody still swiping your your kids' Kit Kats and your kids' Halloween candy, I still find myself very, very, very hard for me to ignore the uh, for to ignore the Twix bars. Uh, Twix bars are, are just a weakness. Also, really underrated candy. I don't know if you know about this, but those 100 grands, they kind of just sneak up on you and really get you. Um, those 100 grands are really good. Um as my young son walks by me in the, the living room when I'm talking about um, 100 grand and everything else like that. Um, anybody got any favorite ha Halloween candies? Anybody got any predictions for the cocktail party on, uh, on Saturday? I still think it's going to be a, a great game, very tight game as well. I think the key is Georgia has to make sure that they make uh, – Florida and Dan Mullen's offense, one-dimensional. Georgia's done a very good job of always making that, that Florida offense one-dimensional under Dan Mullen especially. Um, questions. Uh, Brian McPhail, I think there will be a couple more commitments in the month of November. Um Checking out uh, Facebook. Who's planning to uh, be able to go down to Jacksonville? Did you guys get tickets? You still going to be there? Um, anybody planning? We're going to be crazy for them to have a Georgia-Florida game and for me not to be all mixed up in the middle of uh, RV City uh, late at night as well. Bill Kibbe, I like you, man. You're getting a bunch of things, um, bunch of things factored in there. Um, what position do I think is the biggest priority left with the current commits for next year's class? Uh, I think it's obviously cornerback. That's what Georgia has to do there. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is Mr. Kibbe's weakness, and he predicts 35 to 17 Georgia. Brian McPhail wants to know who's my breakout player on Saturday. I think Georgia's got to get a – they got to find this year's Lawrence Cager – is that going to be George Pickens? Is that going to be Karis Jackson? Is that going to be Darnell Washington? Is that going to be Zamir White? Or perhaps would this year's Lawrence Cager be uh, defensive back Chris Smith holding it down for the other side as well? Uh, George Molahan is actually leaving for St. Simons on Friday. George, are you going to watch it on uh, watch it from St. Simons as well? Aaron Bryan ate his son's last Reese's, starting on your daughter's next. What? It's very honorable, sir. You go through your son's Halloween candy first. You know, uh, George Mullahan, George, it was, it was interesting. I thought Terry and Arnold had a really good take. He was talking with his grandfather about it. And Terry and Arnold, let me tell you a little bit about that family. Terry's the type of kid that every practice he's ever had, Every game he's ever had, there's usually been three or four family members watching. 
That's how close the Arnold family is in Tallahassee. And his grandfather and him were remarking and talking about it. And this time, when you make your decision, this life-altering decision, you're not going to be swayed. They're not going to be influenced by, you know, the, the eye candy or the stuff or the gear or the stadium. They're going to make the commitment based on the things that matters. Connection to, to a coach, feeling for the school, degree fit, um, maybe how they get to know the other players on the team. It won't be something that will be impressionable and sway them in the moment or, or a hard close from a coach in an office or anything else like that. Uh, Rhett Womack wants to know about Donovan Edwards. Rhett, I think that's all about Georgia getting him on campus. Got to get him on campus to have the best possible chance. I think if Georgia gets Donovan Edwards on campus, it's going to be pretty hard for him to say no to everything Georgia would offer, especially with Michigan kind of pulling a Michigan this year as well. Uh, Rhett Womack, I agree with you. I've got uh, – Arnold's just really special. And, you know, guys – I've been doing this for a while. I've been listening to recruits tell me about how Georgia's recruited them and Georgia's recruited them ex expertly, like a, a, a Tyreek Stevenson, um, a Devon Wilson, um, Keely Ringo, uh, Tyson Campbell, these mega incredible defensive back athletes over the years. Throw Eric Stokes in there. Georgia's just went about recruiting Terry and Arnold differently than any of these guys. If you guys missed that interview in this set, at the top of our show, um, Terry and Arnold described it as a full court pressure, lots of pressure coming from guys DMing and talking to him all the time, uh, including Keely Ringo, starting to build a strong relationship with Keely Ringo as well. Um, Ryan M has a good question. Uh, either via recruiting or coaching, do I realistically see Georgia updating its offense to match the likes of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, et cetera? I think, man, it's all about the trigger man and the pieces. I think it's both. I think if you know how Georgia looked explosive in 2018 when they had the receivers uh, and they had a good trigger man in Jake Fromm as well, they had the pieces to throw and to you know move the ball well and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Alabama. I think that's important. I think if Georgia had Pickens functioning like he did last year, I think if they had Blaylock in the fold, they have just the Kyrus Jackson doing what he's doing. I think that would make their, you know, three-star, four-star level quarterback look a lot better. And then if you can add a piece like a, you know, Brock Vandergriff realizing his potential, Carson Beck getting a shot, which I think he would function very well in the Georgia offense once he got some a chance to learn and get attuned to it. I think he's got all the things. I think he's got the mental cognitive ability leadership skills. I think he's got the arm. I think he's got the size. Just it's really hard. We're noticing for a freshman to get a really strong look in the Georgia system, especially when they have such a championship caliber defense. Um, I do think Carson Beck is going to be a great, very good, great SEC quarterback. Can't wait for seeing him get his career started. Um, All right, guys, I think uh, we've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, I'm trying to catch as many questions as I can. Uh, Noah Sheldon making a strong take about Dan Mullen and his uh, Darth Vader suit. So I got to admit, I, I laughed. Someone sent me something that uh, um, someone, someone had saw the, the Vader outfit and they called it a Darth Mullen. I've also seen someone share with, I think it was on the forum or maybe it was a text message. Somebody called it Dort Vader. I thought both of those were, were very, very funny. Um, that act last week was just really tired as well. Uh, what he did and his role, I thought Hudson Mason was right on point with his comment right there. Uh, so I see some things about wide receivers. Jackson Meeks is definitely not a three-star receiver. I would have him as a four-star receiver be very interesting to see what Georgia winds up with as the final receivers in this class. Um, good conversation. Appreciate it. Good stuff coming at me right now from Jeremy Barbary, uh, Rhett Womack, George Mullahan. This YouTube's coming in strong. I want to check Facebook and see if you guys have anything going on as well. Um, 
Got to remember, everybody talking about this decimated Georgia D. Still got better players on that other side of the ball, on that on that side of the ball. Still got better overall talent uh, than the Florida Gators do. And I will not back off that statement whatsoever. Um, let me see. Sometimes it's hard to pull up the scroll function in the new updates on Facebook. All right, guys. Been a show. Been awesome hanging out with you guys. We try to keep things right around 55, 50, 55 minutes. Heck of an interview, I thought, with Dayon Bowie and also Terry and Arnold. I want to thank those gentlemen for giving me some time recently so I can take their stories and bring their stories to you guys on uh, our social and streaming platforms. Uh, had a, hope you guys had a great night. For everybody here at Dog Nation, it's been fun uh, chatting with you guys tonight. And I can't help but laugh when I see the, the feed of uh, – Darth Mullen on my screen. I'm sure that was crazy, crazy night, guys. Uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, Mark Godfrey, I uh, just saw your question on Facebook. Uh, Mike Zambiasi, thanks for that kind statement there. But I think Georgia's got to get him and Mason Smith back, and then things really get interesting. You continue to see LSU showing that maybe that is a one-year wonder type program right there. Georgia's continually having really great, really strong defense as well. Um Great fit. I think Georgia would be a great fit for both Mason Smith and Corey Foreman as well. As promised, guys, uh, I'm gonna. This is a t part of the show where I'm gonna sign off. Got a little different close tonight. Want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank, thank, thanks again. You guys have enjoyed any bit of this program, either one of those interviews, checking out that top targets list, seeing the Malachi Starks, um, any of our discussion tonight. Please feel free to give us a like on your social platform, whether it's YouTube. Uh, consider also checking us out on the podcast platform, the Apple podcast platform, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. This program becomes a podcast that's generated for everybody to enjoy um, offline and not live, which is what we do every Wednesday night. Um, but uh, we'd sure love a five-star comment if we've deserved one over the years or over the weeks um, so we can grow that part of our audience as well. Uh, thanks always to Kroger for being a fine partner. But as promised, we're going to close our show. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to tell you to check the site tomorrow. We're going to have a couple of interesting cover fours. I'll have a couple of recruiting stories up there as well. But um, as promised, uh, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of our show with our Terry and Arnold interview. So we're going to replay that at the tail end of our show. Uh, I'm Jeff Sintel. It's been Before the Hedges. It's like you get an encore presentation of Terry and Arnold. I think he is a, an amazing player, one of the best players that Georgia has been recruited to play the recruiting to play the defensive back position uh, in the six years that I've been covering Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting now. Um, got some game highlights mixed in there as well. Check it out. Enjoy this. We'll close with that. Uh, one last conversation with Terry and Arnold. We'll see everybody later on dognation.com. So you haven't put your best performance out there yet. What's missing? What, what have they not seen that you still have levels of your game to show? Uh, they haven't seen as far as me catching the ball in the open field or, or catching the screen pass, like my true speed. Uh, last game when I had a real opportunity to do it, I, I had hurt my growing, so I wasn't able to open up in my strides. But I just haven't had an opportunity where I can make the one cut and just leave everybody. So I had to play like if somebody breaks the ball and I go and hawk them down. So I feel like I haven't really shown how fast I really am. Uh, Terry, uh, what has No All-American Bowl done to your thought process? You'd said maybe a little bit that maybe you would have done it there if maybe a lot of your boys had done it too and you were feeling it. They're still going to have a commitment show where you can Zoom or broadcast your commitment. Has that changed up your plan at all now? Are you going to go to February now? Have you thought about that at all yet? Um, I think I'm going to go to February now. It, it really did change up my thought process as far as making it a big deal, committing on live TV in front of all those people. But really the commitment didn't really mean anything to me. I really just wanted to go out there and compete with the best of the best and show why I am one of the best of the best. How bad are you hating that? Not getting the chance? Because that's the way your ratings would have spiked. You would have yeah. shut down A, B, C, D. 
you would have done better than all the other corners. Yeah, of course. Do you feel like this is the world's going to have to wait a little bit to really know how good you are? Um, I don't really feel like they have to wait because, I mean, everybody's been tuned into my senior season, and I've only played four games, and my numbers are ridiculous, the film is ridiculous, and I'm getting better every game. And I feel like uh, as far as the pieces around me and the coaches around me, I really have an opportunity to do something special with the team, which is make a deep playoff run. What do you hope people say about Terry and Arnold that senior year? What do you still got to – what's the chapters you still got to fill in? What do you What do you want from legacy when I leave here? Um, one word that would come to mind is spectacular. I mean, anytime the ball came in my hands or uh, anytime I was stepping on the field, you were witnessing the show. T, how far away uh, is the top five? Are you going down to a top five drop? Or what, oh, yes, sir. What's the next moves here for you? Uh, definitely top five. I would say it's, it's not that far away. I could really drop it at any moment in time now. But uh, I would say I'm kind of waiting to getting around playoffs to drop it. Remember how Michael Jordan used to say, there's somebody in those stands that have never seen me before, so I give my effort for them. The one time they see me, they can go back and say, this is what this dude's all about as an athlete. What's that answer for you? Uh, well, actually, I've gotten a lot of messages from Childs, uh, different people like that. A lot of new people are going to be at the game, so that's definitely one of the reasons. Uh, as far as high school and just leaving the legacy that I'm trying to re leave, it's a lot of people coming to the game that haven't seen me play. And really, at the end of the day, it's not really about that, but it's really playing sound football and doing what's best for me. Uh, not doing but what's best for me, but doing what's best for my team and my guys. But uh, one one thing that really stood out to me was one of the uh, child's cheerleaders. Um, they texted me and they said that their 60-year-old grandpa is coming to see me play. He's a huge fan of Georgia. And and he wants to see what all the hype is about. So that's one thing going into mind that's been motivating me. Wow. That's an interesting little nugget right there. Yes, sir. Communication this week with Georgia. Did you talk to Kirby? Did you talk to Coach Warren at all this week? Yes, sir. I talked to Coach Warren yesterday, and I actually talked to Kirby yesterday. What was that like? Can you give us highlights of what that was like? Uh, they were watching the film. It was like, go out there and do what you do and go out there and kill it. And then uh, Kirby, he was talking to me about um, my teammates, Samaj, and uh, he was talking about my little brother, Leon. He was actually talking about all three of them right there. Uh, me, Leon, Samaj, and Vic. He was like, I just got to go out there and lead because he knows those guys are going to have my back And at the end of the day. And he was actually wishing Leon a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. What is, what's the current communication with, with Georgia? Uh, it's really been like full-out pressure. Like as far as the players DMing me, um, I had a conference call with Kirby the other day as just far as seeing me, uh, where to see me play at and the right fits for the system and just the impact I could have right away. And uh, Actually, me and Keeley have been building a pretty uh, strong relationship. Is anybody recruiting you right now the way Georgia is? I'm not saying it's better, but it's definitely unique, right? Yes, sir. It's very unique. It's very, very unique. And then Kirby only being 30 minutes away, I mean, everything we talk about, it's, it's relatable. Like, he actually knows where I'm from, what I like to do on the weekends, what there is to do, and he kind of portrays it. And he knows what high school football is like down here. Have all these schools basically shown you everything? There's nothing they're going to show you in the next two months that's going to make up your mind or change your mind, right? No, sir, not really. So what's it going to come down to? Uh, I would feel like it's really just going to come down to what the Lord puts in my heart. I mean, right now I've been like going off of feelings and emotions, but you can't really make business decisions, business decisions off of feelings and emotions. So I just feel like when the time comes for God to put it in my heart, then I'll know. Um, have you had it in your heart yet? Have you had it in your mind? And Everybody tells me I'm close, but then I change the channel. That's what everybody says. Like, have you ever gotten to that point where it's that school and it's been that school for two weeks or a week? I've gotten like close in my gut feeling, but like I've never had like that feeling in my heart yet where like my my heart just goes like this is the one or this is the right one for me I haven't had that yet you think you're gonna get visits at all I know you're holding out to maybe January February I don't know if you'll get visits do you think you'll get visits at all um maybe but at the end of the day I mean uh, like I was talking to my grandfather the other day, these uh, not having visits have really saved a lot of people because, I mean, you really just have to make a business decision. And when you go on visits, obviously they show you how they plan to use you and uh, what the structure is around you. But at the same time, it's a lot of hype. So, I mean, if we get them, that's great. But if not, then it's really, it'll just be a business decision. Is it, do you already know what what would be the reason it would be Georgia? Um, if it was Georgia today, it would be my relationship with uh, Coach Smart. Obviously, hands-on with the DB coaches, uh, Coach Warren, the way that the staff reaches out, and uh, just the atmosphere that I'm feeling around them. Like, with Nims being there, Brock being there, went fishing with those guys, and it just kind of, being in Athens kind of reminds me of Tallahassee. So if it was George, it, it, it would be that. What was your genuine reaction to Mims? Did you know? I know Brock had been telling guys he's on lock for a while now. Um, but. um. 
I, I kind of knew, but at the same time, it was like, okay, if he doesn't go to Georgia, he's going to Tennessee. But I kind of knew he was a Georgia lock. Yeah. You know, I, I always try to be fair here. I hear a lot about Florida. I hear a lot about Alabama. That's a lot of chatter. Is that real chatter? I mean, what other schools is it? What other schools do you? It's probably. I don't want you to name your five, but like, how long is it? Are you at ten and you're going down to five? I mean, what other schools are are just really burning you up right now? Um, uh, definitely Alabama. They they recruit me pretty heavy. Uh, Florida, A and M, even schools that aren't in my uh, top schools list are still recruiting me. I, I just got an offer from South Carolina this week, so uh, I mean it's not over yet, and I'm still not really exploring my options, but still seeing what's the uh, best best place for me to land. Wanted to ask you about the Alabama game. What was your, what was your view of that? Not the Alabama just had playmakers at receivers. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts there? Um, my thoughts were uh, uh, Georgia was in the right game plan, but uh, as far as Alabama with the receivers, it was just man-to-man matchup. And, uh, Alabama beating the man-to-man. But uh, those games early like that, like I was uh, telling my little brother, uh, you can't really determine it off of games like that because nine times out of ten, they'll see each other again in the SEC championship. Terry on Arnold, thanks for a couple good minutes. We got a guest interviewer here. We got to give shout out here to Leon Washington as well. Uh, debut, yes sir. Interview and everything on his, on his brother. Hey Terry on, always appreciate your time. I mean, we look forward to. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So George, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.